And welcome to episode 106 of McChesney Unchained, down here from the DNVR studio and bar off of Colfax. I am your host, Matt McChesney. Welcome to the show. Uh, 106 is going to be short and to the point. We're not going to talk too much about you know speculation, but we are going to talk about high school football recruiting and college football and the state of high school football recruiting in the state. Uh, some guys that are getting offers, some guys that aren't. And I'm going to give you my opinion on... Uh, on a, a couple things pertaining to the University of Colorado and, you know, how how they're recruiting the state, CSU, how they're doing it, so on and so forth. Um, remember that the show at McChesney Unchained down here, presented by DNVR, is always brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. And it's that time of year again where conference tournaments are tipping off and bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is the long run in the tournament. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. You bet $4 on the underdog, you win 256 bucks. If they win, the bet of uh, $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games, if they win, to collect 256 bucks uh, makes the bank open. You pick one of, the, one of the many selected college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256, and it takes... A $4 bet only. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge on to the test than put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. They've got great odds on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit your money at your convenience. <clears throat> Make sure you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $4 into $256. If the underdog hits at $4, you make 256 bucks. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And McChesney Unchained 106 rolls. Um, so let's get straight into this. The state of high school football in Colorado is – Healthy, I guess. The spring schedule is about to start. There's a bunch of teams that are playing. That's good for those kids. Um, I specifically want to talk about the University of Colorado and how I think they're doing things in the offensive line room specifically. Um, if there's one thing Colorado has, it's linemen, and they've got some good ones. Uh, there's defensive and offensive linemen everywhere. The skill players are thin. I mean, it's what it is. There's no offense to all the kids out there. <laughs> they heard that one. There's no offense to all the kids out there, but it's what it is. This is an evaluation. Um, there's a lot of bankers playing secondary in Colorado, and if you can run by those bankers, then you'll get looked at. So there's some skill players. Blake Haggerty at Castleview is a good one. Jacob Lawler up at Holy Family is a good one. There's a lot of Sedgwick over at uh, – or Gavin said, said Sawchuck, I think his name over at Valor, is about as fast as they come. That kick and fly, he's going to play. I'm not saying there's not talent. I'm saying that it's thin. But where it's not thin is where it's thick, and that's in the offensive and defensive lines, and especially the offense. And this year alone, when you're looking at guys like Braden Miller, who just got Tennessee the other day, who's his brother and him are both Dungeon family and have been for years, uh, Braden is – I told him this morning. I looked straight at him, and I was like, bro, you need to go Tennessee. You need to go play in the SEC, and I don't, I don't care if Tennessee wins or loses. I don't care if they're on probation or not. I care about who he's playing against so he can go to the league because that's how it works. Um, so he gets to play against SEC competition. It's the same reason we sent Trey Zoon to Texas A&M and Cole Taylor to LSU, and the list goes on and on. A. Nikike Kaneaina to 
Notre Dame and Reese Atterbury to Michigan and Connor Jones to Michigan and yada, yada, yada. One team I'm not bringing up is CU. And yes, they've offered Braden and Caden. Braden Miller and Caden Weatherby are both offered by CU, but they're not being recruited hard. Travis Gray, a 6'8", 300-pound tackle. Arizona's all over him. Maryland offered, offered him the other day. CSU's offered him. San Diego State offered him this morning. 6'8", 300 pounds. Dad played at CU back in the day. Won a national title. But we shouldn't recruit him either. Connor Jones is committed to Michigan. He plays at Palmer Ridge. They didn't even offer him. They haven't offered Travis yet. And I'm not saying they have to. I'm saying they need to. They need to. They need to bring in Colorado kids that can play. Because if they don't, they're going to play them. And that's the short and skinny of it. And I'm not talking shit. I'm speaking truth. And if you don't like it and you're offended up there in Boulder that I'm bringing this up, recruit the room. If it gets you to pick up the cell phone and get your ass in the room and see these kids work or get them to camp or I don't care, do anything then it's worth it because I'm not in this business to play play friendly and shit. I'm in this business to make sure my clients get what they want. And when my clients are good enough to play there and they're not going there, yet they're offered, yet not being recruited or not being offered, you're going to have to play them eventually. Just like you have to play, play Bear and Drake and the list goes on and on and on. So there's a lot of potential in Colorado if you keep kids in Colorado in Colorado but you have to make them priority because everybody in Colorado just thinks they want to go to California and Texas and recruit and for skill players I do I do want to go to California and Texas to recruit skill players and Florida and everywhere but Colorado like I just said there's a lot of fucking bankers in the secondary in Colorado they just don't know they work at Wells Fargo yet and that's cool, man. My banker kicks ass. Stop taking everything so po- so so negatively. I know you people, some of you people out there are just angry at yourself. So that's why you're projecting it on the show. But I'm just speaking truth. I didn't bring you up. If you're angry, that's that's your emotion, dog. I don't know what you want me to do with that shit. I just know you're sensitive. So I'm trying to apologize before I even say the shit. <laughs> so I'm just saying this. There's a lot of talent. They should recruit it at Colorado State, Colorado, and UNC really, really hard just to make sure they don't let NFL talent walk out of the state just because they decided that they needed to see him at camp first. Before Carl Durrell got to Boulder, that was the number one thing I heard. Oh, we'll just see him at camp. And I'm like, well, Nebraska's offering Trey Zoon in my office tomorrow from what Coach Rude tells me. And then it happened. I got it on video. NCU was third, and now they have to play him when Texas A&M comes here. And I'm not saying he's going to be on the field, but he's got on the fucking roster. He's on full scholarship. He's early enrolled, and he might be on the field because Coach Henson loves that kid, and he's down there dominating. So uh, it's simple. When there's talent around and you neglect it, it, it gets angry, and then it spites you because the in-state school isn't involved in the recruitment there's two defensive linemen from the gym going to to see you mason maddox and now blake wiener got got an offer last night from coach wilson on the phone to go and i'm just saying that coach wilson and i talk a whole lot and coach rodriguez and i don't talk a whole lot and i'm not saying there's anything behind that other than coach wilson picks up the phone and coach rodriguez doesn't 
That's it. And, you know, I went up there and presented to the entire staff last Friday, two Fridays ago, whatever it was, and it was awesome. And we talked about a lot of kids, and I, I think they'll make some determinations on them as they feel comfortable. But to be completely honest with you, the reason they don't recruit Colorado the way they should is because the competition level here does not give an accurate representation of what the players are. So when they miss on a guy and it hurts more, kind of like how John Elway got scared off by Paxton Lynch, so he didn't draft Josh Allen when he should have just drafted Josh Allen. I know Bradley Chubb can play, you sensitive-ass assholes. I'm saying that Josh Allen can also play. I can find somebody to pass rush. How's the quarterback position in, in Denver? I'll wait. I'm saying when they get scared off by a kid, that sits in the room and it lingers. And it lingers staff to staff sometimes, and that sucks, man. Shiverini's the best recruiter I've, I've seen up there in a long time. Coach Wilson recruits his ass off, and he's bringing dudes in. They've got a great team. I think that they're going to be really, really good. I like what Carl Durrell's doing. I like what Coach Rodriguez did with that offensive line last year. They were super fucking physical. I'm specifically talking about the fact that there's like seven Division One offensive linemen down in the in the gym, and Cord Kringlin we had to go to Boise State. They didn't recruit him, and he's a monster. And I'm a buff, and I'm right down the street, and the number of kids that walk out of that place and don't go to CU, and the number of kids that do – is really, 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 really disproportionate. And that sucks. There is a massive slant in that scale. That's all I'm saying. And that's the facts. And I don't want to call, I'm not calling people out. I want to change it. And that's why I'm up there in the staff meeting and that's why they're listening to me because they're trying to change it too. So of course you would go negative out there and think, oh my God, he's talking shit. No, I just wanted to piss you off. Before I brought you back down. See how I did that to you? I affect your emotions on the radio and I don't even know you. It's okay. So, University of Colorado is going to be a damn good football team. I've been working with a lot of their guys. Last Saturday before I went and shot birds with Rick Lewis over at Valhalla Gun Club, which was amazing. Um, We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) We had Casey Roddick and Valentine Sin, who's from Austria and is the biggest Viking I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and and Carrie and who else? Frank Philippe was down there. He's a pro and he's only a sophomore. Holy shit, this kid is good. We've lambing down. We've got all these guys coming down, and I'm trying to put my handprints all over this team from a toughness standpoint because they're already tough. They're already hearing it from Wilson and Rodriguez and Shiv and Hagen and Carl Durrell. And the first thing Durrell said to me in the meeting the other day was, "Look." I don't know why kids would consider Colorado. We haven't been very good. And I was like, God damn it, I'm so glad you're here. It made me so happy. Because it's it's actually accepting the fact that we're not any good. And that three state, straight years of five and seven with NFL players on the roster is fucking mental. It's not physical. Because I saw them last year pull their head out of their ass and play their ass off. But we didn't play Arizona State or USC. So I have to take last year with a grain of salt even though it was exciting. And, you know, I, I'd like, I would have liked them to play better against Texas. That would have been nice. But they did get to a bowl game and play in it, and we still haven't won one since I was a senior in 2004. And I'm fucking 40. So but let's just put that in perspective. 
So as you get your butt hurt thinking that I don't care about them, understand that there's nothing I care more about other than my family and my business and those things. But from a sports perspective, the Broncos could go 0-16, and I'll be excited we're getting the first pick. The Bucs go 0-12, and, and I'm going to be the most depressed human being on the face of the earth. And they lose, and I, I like don't know what to do with myself. I'm like Ryan. Ryan is the most diehard fan I've ever seen in my entire life. He's, he, had, he hasn't missed a fucking game in like since he was in third grade. Thank you, Allie. Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? Third grade. Third grade. He hasn't missed a game since third grade. At Folsom Field. And I know he went to Lincoln when we beat their ass there, too. I know he was there. I know. I don't even need to know he was there, and I know he was there. So what I'm saying is there's certain people that understand that it's coming from a place of love. We're just, we're, we just want to see the good players go there. That's all I want. I want to see Braden Miller play in Boulder. I don't want to play him. Playing his brother sucks. He's good. I want to see Aiden play in Boulder. I don't want him to go to Notre Dame. I want to see Cole play in Boulder. I don't want to go to. L- I don't want him to go to LSU. I want to see Connor and Reese play in Boulder. I don't want him to go to Michigan. I want to see Alex Padilla play in Boulder. I don't want to go. I don't want him to go to Iowa. I want to see all the, the the kids that are in that room play in Boulder. I want to see Travis Gray play in Boulder like his daddy did. I don't want him to go to Arizona or Maryland. Or God knows who offers him next, considering I just got off the phone with Brad Bedell at Auburn about him. Yeah, Brad Bedell, who played at Colorado. He's the whole line coach at Auburn. I got off the phone with him this morning about Travis, so I don't know. Maybe we got another one going to the SEC. I don't want Braden to go to Tennessee. I want him to go to Colorado. I don't want Caden to go to Kansas State. I want him to go to Colorado. But it doesn't matter what I want. I'm not the coaching staff or the offensive line coach. All I know is that my guys are mentally tough as nails because I tell them they can't do shit constantly and then I show them how to. And they get really pissed off at me or they get pissed at themselves or whatever else is going on. Whatever motivates you, I don't really give a shit. Just get motivated. Your presence should be motivation enough. And they blossom and it works over and over and over and over again because I actually give a shit. I'm not trying to control them. I'm trying to coach them. And that's why Brandon Spano's son is in my program. It's not because I'm a sweetheart. It's because he works his ass off and he's good at football. And, I mean, meets routes all the kids in the gym. And it's not like Brandon would bring him down just to hang out with me. That would be pretty fucking weird. So we must know what we're doing a little bit. Just saying. And that's my point. Trust. I trust the University of Colorado to do things correctly. People in Colorado want to trust them that they want to win. Everybody up there is trying to trust each other enough to play as hard as possible to get each other to the NFL and get each other more money in the coaching staff and more fans in the stands and more excitement and get CU back where it wants to be. I think that's going in the right direction, and I think they will. Do they have to recruit Colorado kids to be successful? No, they don't. No, they don't. But it. I'm saying that when I was there – And in the McCartney years and in the Barnett years, when I think they were the most successful from like, I don't know, let's say 85 to 2005, the 20-year span right there is the most successful span in in the history of the program. And if you want to debate that, I guess we can, but good luck. I'm saying there's a lot of grunts from Colorado on those rosters. That's all I'm saying. 
And I got a whole bunch of gentlemen off the field and a bunch of grunts on it right down the street at Six Zero Football Academy that we are grooming to go play this game the right way. Not like I did. I tell my guys all the time, you don't need to fuck up to learn, just watch. People are doing it everywhere. And I used to be that guy. When I was in college, I was a total meathead. And that's how I know that they don't have to be, to be successful, because I was. And God knows how, could have, how good I could have been if I just would have listened to people instead of hearing them. It's all about truth, man, and honesty, and that's my game. So I think CU can be as good as they want to be from an individual standpoint. And I, need, I hope everybody up there is being as selfish as humanly possible individually so they can be the best coach and the best player, the best trainer, the best film guy, the, the best water boy. Everybody can be the absolute best because this year's schedule is fucking ruthless and we're good enough to win 10 games in my opinion. So if it's a ruthless schedule yet we're good enough to win 10 games, that means everybody on the roster has a chance to go to the league and play if they really want to do that and they're not just fronting. So, yes, I want them to recruit Colorado more, and I'm going to pretty much say that even if they recruit the shit out of the place. I'm still going to say I want them to recruit it more. Yes, I think that they have an opportunity to be extremely good. Yes, I think Carl Durrell is the right guy. And when Mel Tucker and his staff left, I think we upgraded at almost every position, including head coach. And it's not even close. I know damn well we upgraded the D-line coach and defensive coordinator. The head coach is better and the right fit. Mel Tucker's a, a, he's chasing money. I don't think he'll be at Michigan State long. I'm just saying, man, the things, the future's bright in Boulder, but there's always room for improvement. I have room to improve too. I'm far from perfect. I can do a better job of presenting more kids to them. But I do think that there's a disconnect between either the high school coaches or just the trust in the room with the ability to develop talent because there's some talent, but I don't know if the, if I don't know if it can be developed correctly. And I, either that's the player's fault or the coach's fault. I don't know whose fault that is. That's not my job. It's not my job. I don't have to worry about that. All I have to do is get the kid presented correctly and not sell him. Because we don't sell shit at 6-0. I'm not trying to sell them a player. I'm just presenting him. And if they like him and recruit him, awesome. And if they don't, they will play him eventually. And I hope we win. And I hope my guys ball. And that's kind of the point. So, let's get into this. Stories with 6-0 today on episode 106 of McChesney Unchained from the DMVR Sports Bar down here off of Colfax's. It's pretty awesome. We went to the Valhalla Gun Club on Saturday last weekend, bird hunted with bird dogs. So two things. Number one, if you don't tell me the rules, you can't get mad at me when I break the rules. If I don't know you're not supposed to shoot the goddamn bird on the goddamn ground, how am I supposed to know that? No one told me I wasn't supposed to do that. So I walked out with the 12-gauge, and they pointed the bird, and it was on the ground, and I shot it. And that's wrong. Don't do that. Number two. After I figured out that you couldn't shoot the bird on the ground, which I just, you know, that's just the, the Vietnam in me, I guess. I don't know. 
Uh, another one flew off to the left, and I literally shot its head off like Ozzy. I have a picture of a dead bird with no head, like Ozzy just bit it off. It was awesome. And I, I was like 11 for 12, and no one else could hit shit. And I only got one eye, so maybe I'm going to go race NASCAR next. No, no, I don't think that's going to work. It's all left turns and there's no stop signs, so I don't think that's going to work out very well. But still, the Valhalla Gun Club is pretty cool. We went out there and hunted, and uh, I don't know if hunt, I don't know if you can call shooting birds hunting necessarily, but I was definitely shooting stuff. I don't know if it was hunting, though. I think hunting would be cool if you had like a knife in Hawaii and I could hunt a boar or something. I don't know if you can do that, but I'm going to Google it. So, yeah, go out to the Valhalla Gun Club, man. That place kicks ass. Um, the Denver Broncos, okay? I know everybody likes to talk Broncos, and I, I really don't in the offseason because I think it's ridiculous. But I'm going to bring this up because I've been working with this guy for a long time now named Quinn Bailey, and we need a right tackle. And that this is my only part of the Broncos thing that I really give a shit about because if we get Deshaun Watson, I'll talk about that when it happens. I can't talk about it anymore. And I can't talk about the general manager loving everyone. I know he loves and wants to keep everybody. It's not realistic. But Quinn Bailey, the undrafted Arizona State offensive lineman, should get an opportunity to play right tackle. And I will not be surprised at all if he's the swing player next year. I've had him in the gym for, I don't know, about going on a year and a half, two years since he since he's been in Denver. Him and Sam Jones both played together and came in together and you know, Sam's with the Colts now, and and uh, Quinn's been working at Six Zero for a long time. And man, we were in there yesterday with McGovern and Sam and Quinn and Schlopman, and we were getting down. Some of the high school kids were in the group, and we were really getting after it. And Quinn Bailey, just coming from a guy who develops offensive linemen for a living, uh, Quinn Bailey is a fucking stud, man. And this guy is big, and he's long, and he's got heavy ass hands. And I, he's athletic, and he really gives a shit, and he's humble, and he's been spited. And if they, if Vic Fangio and Munchak and these guys see it, it is over. And I don't know how they haven't, because they see him more than I do. And he's buying into rotation and torquing and hands and everything else we're teaching. And I truly believe this. This is what I believe. I think Dotson was a good player for them last year, but he's gone. I think if they bring Jawan James punk ass back to this football team, it will destroy the locker room. They have I don't care how much money you have to eat. Do not re-sign Jawan James. Even if he's I don't know his contract, I know that he owns I know he's gonna get a lot of money, but he can't come back. You can't come, bro. I'm sorry. He can't come. He, Garrett Bull said it perfectly. Like, look, it he's gotta he's gotta prove some stuff to this guy's in this room. And he does. And he can't. So cut him. Just I don't care how much money you got to eat. Eat that shit and smile, uh, but don't bring him back. And yeah, you should draft the right tackle, and they will. Um, and I, I like the Calvin Anderson kid. I think he can play too. But I'm telling you, man, Quinn Bailey from Arizona State has developed into a great player. And even if he's not playing tackle, he's probably going to end up playing a lot of guard if they need him there. And he needs a legitimate opportunity. This kid is a good player, so I'd like to see that happen. And honestly, man, I, the next thing that needs to happen on the offensive line is making sure Dalton Reisner gets signed ASA fucking P. They need to lock down 66 for like, just be like, hey, here's a 10-year deal. Don't go anywhere. And he won't. And he'll be in the ring of fame and make some Pro Bowls and 
shit. I mean, just like I had Alan Fanica on a couple weeks ago, we're talking about great 66s. He's the next one. That 6-6 shines through, and he's just getting better and better and better and better. And you know what? Congratulations, big guy. You just got engaged. I'm, I'm happy for you, dog. And, 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 you know, I've known Reisner since he was 15 years old, bro. He was one of our first clients at 6-0. He used to drive in from Wiggins just to train. Damn proud of that guy, man. And they need to re-sign him and pay him ASAP. And I hope they do. That, that would be priority for me, even with all the free agents. I can find another Justin Simmons, bro. We need to find another Von Miller. It takes forever to find linemen that can play for you forever. Since Chris Cooper got hurt, we've had a rotating door at guard. And now it's, it's closed. The door is closed because Reisner's at left guard. Bowles is at left tackle. I think Cush is going to be a great center for them for a long time. I do. But the right guard situation, I think Schlotman can play it. He's coming off of a shoulder. I don't think they'll re-sign him when he comes to free agency, and he'll go make $35 bucks somewhere else like Billy Turner did and Connor McGovern and so on and so forth. But I'd like for them to keep him here. They developed him. He's part of the gym. I mean, he's a hard work. He just got married too. Shit, Austin, congratulations to you and your wife. They just got married last weekend. So shit, man, everybody's getting in the line to lose half of their shit. Awesome. Look, it's moving. <laughs> ah, shit, man. Don't worry, I'm in it too. I've been in the line to lose half of my shit for 12 years. So... I, I think that the Broncos are another sleeping giant. I do, but it de- it depends on play calling, and it depends on development, man. I, I was listening to, to this the other day, and people were criticizing Drew Locke about his lack of development. Hey, let me tell you something. It's not Drew Locke's job. It's Pat Schumer's fucking job to develop Drew Locke, and it's Drew Locke's job to study. But if Pat Schumer doesn't teach him anything, and he tries to run three wide all the time, and we don't have a running game... And we're not maximizing our personnel and we're not smash-mouthing people and play-actioning and making it easy on three, we're going to lose again. And that sucks. So, I'd like to think that the Broncos, the Buffs, and the state of Colorado are moving forward in a very, very productive manner. And I think they are. I really do. I like the direction of the program in Boulder. I actually like, I love the direction of the program in Fort Collins. They got a new stadium and shit. When COVID's over, it'll be full and you need to go support. And when the bus go up there, we will fill up your stadium. Trust me. I think the Broncos are on the up and I'd like to see Drew Locke back unless you can get Deshaun Watson and then kick rocks. Um, I even think UNC is on the right path with Ed McCaffrey. I really do. They've recruited the hell out of the room. They're getting some good players up there, and, and Ed will turn that around. He's a good coach. I do think that we can do better. I think we can recruit harder. I think we can evaluate the kids better. I think we can do more in the state to help put shine a light on kids, and that's what we do at 6-0. I think we can stop fronting. I think we can push each other. I think even if we don't like each other as competitors, we can all figure out a way to make it about the kids. Because I think, I think some of the people that say they do what I do are fucking fronters. I think they're full of shit, and the information on their Twitter page is a lie. I'm just saying. Be who you really are. Everybody else can Google your fucking name. So, it is what it is. I am Matt McChesney. This is episode 106 of McChesney Unchained. We're down here at the DNVR Sports Bar, and 
uh, studio off of Colfax. This place kicks ass. Make sure you get down here and support. Uh, remember, folks, and I want you to everyone listening to remember this fact. If you got offended by something I said today, I'm directly talking to you, and you have yourself a great day. Happy spring break. Be careful. See you later, folks. Episode 107 next week, we'll have the great Sal Alessi, uh, strength coach for the Jets. He just was the strength coach at UConn for a while. Uh, my, one of the strength coaches that taught me everything. We're going to have him on the show uh, to talk about strength and conditioning and functional movement and training athletes and diet and all that other stuff. And keep in mind, keep this in mind too. <clears throat> in November, on November 15th, the big guy was 376, me. This morning at my facility, I was 296 pounds. So I don't know, I'm not, I, I don't do math good, but that's a lot of fucking weight. And I'm going to 260 and I'm going to get abs and I'm going to whore myself on social media. So get your mind right. Have a good spring break, bitches.